Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. We have a good episode that I feel our listeners are going to get tons of value. Great episode. Yeah. An amazing, amazing. Top level, top, top tier. This is going to get us to the top 50 charts in Bulgaria. Top, top one chart. And number one in Bulgaria. Yes. Number first. <laughs> if, we, if we get number one in Bulgaria, I am getting shirts made for us. Just saying. So if you're one of the people in Bulgaria that's listening to us, make it happen. Share with your mom, your steps, your sisters, your brothers, <laughs> your grandmothers, everyone, your friends. Um, no, quick little shout out to one of my good friends, Kathleen. It's her 22nd birthday today. Hey, she's in the, in the quote unquote studio, which is my spare room. <laughs> That's a mess. Sorry for the mess. Um, but yeah, the episode, that, the topic that I had is because, man, I don't know about you guys, but the pushback I get for tracking is like, sometimes it feels like you're, you're telling these people, God knows what, like they get super resi- resilient with it they get pushed back super yep. hard like with the whole like i don't want to feel like i'm dieting or this is too much work or this is just way too time consuming yet they will all their goal is revolving around cosmetics is around changing and sculpting their physiques but the leg they don't want to put they, they don't want to put any leg work in it so it's always as a coach as people that work with people is how do we make this some way somewhat doable at least to get the ball rolling so the people can start to see the results which we know as a byproduct comes with it'll follow up with motivation for them to actually then maybe be more open-minded to then taking those little steps forward towards tracking because the value of tracking we advocate for it a lot on this show we made episodes about it on this show um, but we know that it may be a big big transition or where you start becoming super aware of what you're doing, what you're eating. And it can be also a mind fuck for a lot of people. So I want to just revolve this episode strictly around stuff and takeaways that you can actually do that doesn't revolve an ounce of really putting anything on a scale per se. It's still going to require work and effort and consistency because you cannot just get the results without putting any work. But I think, I think that this is going to be super helpful for anyone listening to this, even if you are someone that's been tracking for a long time. Yeah, I think this is when you when you mentioned this topic, it was just uh, pretty great because I can I, I can relate to this in regards of not tracking and seeing the benefits or seeing what I can do and, and little things that I can do adjust to my day to day where I'm not going to go off the rails. So I just came back from like, you know, some time off of essentially our trip was all food related food and sites and, and things for the kids. And, you know, I weighed myself when I came back. I weighed the same. I didn't track while I was out there. You know, I borderline ate like an asshole, you know, for some, <laughs> for certain meals, as you guys can see, if you guys follow the, you know, uh, what I was sharing, but um, I, I, what I was doing was basically just saying, okay, I know that I'm going to go pretty, pretty crazy. We're going to go to this one restaurant. We planned this ahead. Let me just um, skip breakfast. If I'm going to just really indulge myself with, with, what I, with uh, during lunch or during dinner, maybe sometimes it wasn't even intentional. It just kind of like worked that way. So I'm just pretty mindful of uh, what I 
what I'm going to order. I say, let me just start with, uh, you know, my vegetables, then we'll go over to the proteins and then go over to my carbs. Um, I'm like I said before, I like to just eat in sections. I don't like to mix everything together, but uh, that was me. Um, it's just uh, certain kind of things that you can do. Uh, back when I first started my fitness journey, you know, I used to just have a lot of uh, sugary drinks, sodas and teas and, and juices and shit like that. And I scaled back, you know, I did, again, I didn't track. I said, okay, let me go from sodas to teas. Cool. I'm there for a while. Then let me go over to water. And I've been there for, for, for a while. So, and even just cutting out, you know, sugary drinks, um, you will see a big difference in your, in your physique. And then just noticing this change, you will say, hey, you know, if I can do this without really tracking, without really putting that much of an emphasis on it, what will happen if I really do start tracking? You know, we're big advocates for it because we know the value of it. And we know how much it can really propel you to get to where uh, your goal is, if it is aesthetic um, based. Yeah, it's you. You actually pretty much just summed up like everything, I think, right there. But I think there's definitely a couple the things to over, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Um, I definitely think there's some things to elaborate on, though. I was going to mention um, intermittent fasting uh, as part of this, and it's something that I want to give a disclaimer about because I was just going to say, please. Yeah. I, I, I think that intermittent fasting can work really well for some people, but it also can give you a very dangerous thought in your head. If you do start, we'll say with the 16, eight format where you're not eating for 16 hours out of the 16 hours out of the day, um, and then feeding for the remaining eight hours, um, you can create an association in your brain that not eating equals weight loss. And that can be something very dangerous to, to get into. So you need to approach it with the right frame of mind. I'll use what Gabe said as a, as a perfect example. If you know you're going to you know, indulge for dinner, you're going to have a pretty heavy lunch, maybe it's okay to skip breakfast on that occasion. Um, this is why they call it intermittent fasting, which intermittent would mean not all the time. Um, so that that's something that can absolutely work. But then the other side of that coin, it also depends on what you eat when you do eat. You need to make better choices at that point in time because you can easily go to Outback and eat 5,000 calories in one sitting. Um, easy very easy. appetizer meal plus dessert plus drinks cocktails it's just a bomb you know there's this cheesecake and cheesecake factory no lie it's like 2100 calories like i'm not exaggerating like it is a slice? yeah a slice of cheesecake and the slice a, the regular size it was what? i was pretty bugged when i saw that i was just like what i can i have that yeah <laughs> like fast the whole day and just allow yourself exactly just that one cheesecake no, what I wanted to bring up with the intermittent fasting is that I love how the marketing around intermittent fasting blew up in the last couple of years. It's been around forever with like religions and everything I've practiced Pretty much. as a health thing, as mm -hmm. a spiritual thing versus now it's a marketing. Once they got a little bit of science, they blew it up. And you hear people like when they skip breakfast, it's like, oh my God, I'm intermittent fasting. No, you've always skipped breakfast. You're just not eating. Like it's not intermittent fasting. You're having a coffee with a shit ton of sugar, milk, whatever the case may be. And you, that's not technically intermittent fasting. I'm sorry. Um, it's also important to note that for my women, especially, I don't recommend intermittent fasting. Um, if they do do a fast, it's specifically designed to 
just to reap the benefits. And it's very sporadic. It's not something that I recommend them doing so often because I know the 16-8 fast can be technically done daily for a lot of people. But studies have shown, uh, I think Max Lugavere talked about this and he's talked about how, you know, our cortisol all usually spikes in the morning, just wake us up and get us kind of going. And then you adding an additional stressor of not eating in that in, for women, they're a lot more hypersensitive to certain things. Um, so they definitely recommend having, you know, some high fat, maybe a, like a shake with protein and some type of, you know, greens or blueberries or something fibrous to start the day um, to kind of mellow everything else. And it's, this is for health reasons, because all we obviously know that the, to lose weight, it's all about calorie deficit calorie. It's about an energy balance thing. So using intermittent fasting, very cautious, you know, I like that Mike also put a disclaimer, but I just wanted to emphasize that for our, you know, even with our females that have a good relationship with food, be very mindful that this is not, you know, the most ideal situation. And if you'd like, obviously do more of your own research to find stuff that support this. Uh, I found it interesting that you mentioned that you don't recommend it so much to your females. And I generally, same thing, like I generally don't recommend that mainly because I find that if you look at their breakdown of their nutrients, they're pretty, you know, they're under eating, they're under consuming under protein and maybe on some other kind of um, aspects as well. So taking away a meal would put them even further behind than the eight ball. So that's why I personally, whenever a client comes to me and says, you know, they're looking to change their, um, uh, you know, a- a- aesthetics, their appearance. I don't say, you know, skip your breakfast or introduce any kind of intermittent fasting. I like to actually add on to, to whatever it is that they're already consuming. I wanted to say, Mike, too, like, you know, you know, from firsthand, I didn't recommend intermittent fasting until later on, once you were, you know, I gave you the freedom to have your breakfast, lunch, dinner, or how many other meals that you felt would accommodate your schedule the best. And then on purpose, we would actually plan long fast 24. We even did a 48 hour together, which we're kind of long overdue. I think we should probably push it to a 72, uh, plan it out well. Um, And (laughs) come on, man, don't let me die. I can't do it by myself. I like that. But it was always done with a very sporadic, I would even throw it in more when Mike was in a surplus all the time, you know, in a, in a mini bulk when he was actually trying to build muscle to kind of give his stomach a break from digesting so much food. Anybody that has purposely tried to gain weight or gain muscle mass, you know that it be, eating becomes a chore, like you're eating so much. So these are tools. Now, not to get too much on one end, going back to some applicable things for uh, managing your, your physical progress without actually using your scale. Some stuff that I talked about on my Instagram story, by the time this airs, it'll still be up. But if you listen to this a day or two later, it won't. Basically what I was saying, saying is because I know we need things that are legit, tangible, like applicable things that someone can do right now. It doesn't matter at what level you're at. One thing I did recommend, and you guys can chime in, is having a consistent eating schedule. Making a consistent eating schedule where... You're not having two meals some days, five meals the other days. Some days you're throwing in snacks. Some days you're not. The reason I'm saying this is not because there's a rule of how to do it, but if you're learning and you've never tracked as well, you have zero, zero knowledge on what portions or calories or you know how all those things work and how they're working for you. So I think creating uh, just a little bit more structure in your life when it comes to meals is going to be a big thing. Um, I'll let you guys kind of share because I have like my th- three main things that I'm going to give today. Mike. Um, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, one that I didn't even consider, but now that you mention it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, once you build a little bit of a system, I mean, say go with the standard three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, that's more easy for most people that have a, a an average, you know, normal eight to five type schedule. I would yeah. Say. And then when fucking Sally shows up with a box of donuts at 10, you're like, oh, well, I only eat off. Yeah. I only eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So no thanks on the donuts. Boom. There's, there's a good choice automatically just by being a little bit more disciplined with your, your meal timing, I guess you could call it. Yeah. To your, um, I, I listened to your stories and I thought that the points that you made were like just spot on. They were really, you know, awesome as usual. Um, but this one in particular about the consistency. Thanks. Thanks. Beautiful. Anytime. (laughs) Um, it it just makes perfect sense, right? Because if you, again, if if you want to, you know, shy away from tracking, fine, just be some type of, add some type of consistency to your food just to kind of see where, how certain things make you feel. You won't know how, um, you know, this will affect you if you don't consistently have it more. So, you know, it could be, oh, I feel bloated in the morning. Well, why is that? Is it maybe because of the bagel that you're having in the morning or is it because of something else? Who knows? But once you're more consistent, you can finally attribute to either a feeling positive or maybe not. What if you're, if you going back to that person that I, that I mentioned before, that's under consuming, if you're typically under consuming and then you go to having three meals a day, you're most likely going to be a little bit better than you are before. Most likely. And then say, Oh wow. You know, I'm not feeling as, you know, tired or as sleepy or as drained um, as I normally feel, maybe it's because I'm constant, I'm, I'm feeding my, you know, my body, you know, and it's just, this is just fuel. You're not gonna, if you're gonna go to, you know, make a drive from or down here in Fort Myers to, you know, Jacksonville, you can't get there with like a quarter tank of gas. You know, you got to really fuel your body with, for whatever it is that you're going to do during the day. So for that one point, like, I just really uh, like that. You're going to move on to your next one. Uh, well, before that, I just wanted to add that you said some kind of paying attention to how certain foods make you feel. This is a way of tracking, but without putting it into an app so people don't feel like they're doing anything complicated. I don't know why that people feel like that because they're on fucking Instagram and Facebook and learning all the new features as they update it. But, you know, to kind of go with the same flow, get a journal or a small notebook that you take with you. And when you're going to eat, you can either sit down. If you really want to become hyper aware and learn is like right before you eat, you know, jot down some things of how you're feeling, sit hunger wise. Like, you know, are you anxious? Are you about to eat and you're anxious or what's going on through your mind? And then after, as you eat, after you finish your food, you know, jot down, like, you know, do you notice that your stomach is like really extended? Is it super bloated? Do you eat some pasta and you just feel like shit, you know, afterwards, like what's going on with the digestive, or if you have a bowl of vegetables or a big salad with some lean protein, you're like, wow, I feel super satiated, but I feel my energy is good. I don't feel groggy. These are little things that you can add to that already consistent schedule of eating. I would recommend that's that's going to be a little bit more of an extra step. But if you do that, it's going to accelerate the process of becoming aware and learning more about food. And this is obviously adding in the tracking aspect. You're going to do phenomenal. I guess the next point uh, would be mainly is eating in the same size plate, Tupperware or bowl consistently. Um, I usually in the same plate every single day. If I have my yogurt, it's in the same bowl. Um, I hope you wash them. It's like, it's like the leftovers from like Monday to Friday type all crusty. Nah. Um, it's no, definitely having the same type of same size on a consistent basis, because 
if you serve, you can eyeball it. Then people that want to talk about eyeballing their portions without actually weighing it, this will allow you to, you know, know if you're eliminating a certain amount of carbs or if you're eating X amount of protein, because you know it takes up X amount of space on like the plate, for example. So these are just ways to control same Tupperware that you take to lunch on a regular basis. Please wash your Tupperware. Don't leave it in the car overnight. But these are just little things that I know have helped because when you start subtracting or adding to that, it's going to be a little bit more manageable. We're just trying to create systems here that I think that it's pretty easy to do. And that goes back to the whole, to the first, you know, tip that you gave about consistency. If you're always eating the same type of bowl, then you're not, then you, you're taking out the, the trouble of either over consuming or under consuming, right? Sometimes, you know, we're eating with our eyes or just really craving, you know, certain thing that we made or, or whatever. And we really want to start packing it on. And then before you know, you're like, oh shit, it, the, 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 bowl, the, the bowl is overflowing or the plate is re- getting really full. You know, I can't put anything else on it. I can't see any, any, you know, the bottom of the plate. So let me just back off. Let me just take it easy. So it's, um, it, it just ties well with the first tip and it's just uh, pretty good. Mike. I can't, uh, I, I can't help but relate this some somewhat to, to tracking calories because I'm a fanatic, I guess, but I, the, the same exact concept that, that you guys are talking about using the same bowl, the same plate, the same spoon, everything. It, it really lends itself to, to tracking because, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to go the route like, of like don't tell them this is what we're trying to make them do. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going, control. if you're going the route of say, I'll, I'll use my morning uh, bowl of, of Greek yogurt, for example, I use the same size spoon to, to dole out the, the yogurt out of the container into the bowl. And through so many months of repetition of putting the same amount of Greek yogurt in there, I know roughly how much I'm getting. It's about a half a cup. And I know that gives me X amount of calories. And the same thing goes for how many blueberries. I put blueberries in a little glass. I wash them and then I chuck them in there too. I know roughly how many blueberries are in there because I've weighed it so many times. So all of that to get to the point of, you know, you don't have to track your calories for a super long time. It's not like a long-term life investment. You're not getting married to my fitness pal. It's just giving you an idea of what you're consuming because you probably eat mostly the same things from a week to week or month to month basis anyways. So this is all just to sort of like train your intuition to give you a a good idea of what you're actually eating. And then, you know, when the time comes where you're like, I don't really feel like tracking anymore, you now have a better idea of what three spoonfuls of yogurt consists of than you did before. Yep. This, it is a form of tracking, but I think just eliminating the, the, the point of them stopping serving, putting into their app is just giving a one less thing for them for people to do yeah. but ultimately it is because we're learning systems this is how you achieve anything school training you go through a process that's a system to get you to your master's or doctor's or bachelor's degree however degree you're in it, if we are going through a program to learn something you're going to go through a system to learn so it becomes almost second nature same thing with nutrition everyone wants to kind of put this on a different uh, playing field, but it's the same learning principles that have to go. It's practice repetitions and doing it over and over again. Now, just to go into the next point, that's also going to tie in everything on how you monitor this progress. 
am a big fan of, you know, at least weighing yourself weekly. If you are someone that's on a weight loss journey, um, especially for a weight loss journey for a, a, for a surplus, you can be a little bit loose with it. You know, you can just pay attention to how you're looking as far as your in the mirror and your clothes, how it's fitting. Same thing with the, with the losing weight aspect as well, but definitely having some type of, you know, gauge of where your weight's at can help. You know, I would say consistency with that is going to be this uh, just as important because you want to weigh yourself on the same conditions, same typical day of the week. If it's every Tuesday, weigh yourself every Tuesday morning at, you know, when you wake up, go to the bathroom, don't do it at night because then you're going to alter the, the, the weights. It's going to, you know, maybe mess with your mind. So definitely having some consistency with the weight just to make sure that you're making some, uh, some progress. And then you're adjusting accordingly your nutrition. If it's like, less than half a cup or a cup of this or whatever the case may be, you can kind of gauge your nutrition uh, that way. I'm trying to think of the other. Oh, and then to also with another metric with that same thing is going to be making sure you're staying consistent with your activity because the thing with, this is what I like numbers and I like data because it's objective, but for those that don't have a wearable and are not tracking setting up rules and stuff that you're following on a 80% consistent basis is going to help you. You want to make sure that if you are planning at least a 15 minute walk a day that you don't start slacking off on your activity because it's a natural tendency when you're dieting and you're in a real deficit, your body will begin to want to do less. You're going to become lazier by nature because your body is thinking, I want to conserve as much energy as I possibly can at this moment. So you're literally going to slow your, you know, you're going to start noticing you want to sit more, you're going to sleep more, you're going to want to be just not out and about. So making sure you stay to that schedule consistently. Don't start slacking off on your activity. A wearable would help, but staying consistent with your training and your, and your activity daily is going to be a big component. Yeah, you mentioned a wearable. I think that's one aspect that I think everyone can and should um, apply to themselves. Because it doesn't, you know, you don't have to sit there and, and input any kind of information, any kind of numbers. It's just something that you kind of glance at various points in the day. Oh, I'm moving X amount, you know, for the day or, oh shit, I've only moved like, I've only taken 3000 steps and it's, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. It's, that's not so great. Let me just get out there and start moving. So th this is one thing that I did kind of try to pay attention to. Um, not, I wasn't moving for the sake of it, but it was just like, I just wanted to gauge it as to see how I was moving against uh, referencing my time, you know, when, when we were away, I was averaging between eight and like, you know, 12,000 steps. So moving a, a decent amount um, is just one thing that I think everyone should, um, should really apply to themselves if they can. And it'll just uh, show them what they can do or how it's a level of awareness, kind of like you mentioned, of my movement patterns for the day or every day I've, I've, I've noticed that I'm only moving, you know, 5,000 steps you know, let me just make some adjustments. Let me plan those 15 minute walks that you're, that you're mentioning. Let me just keep on sticking to this or whatever kind of routine that you'd like to apply when it comes to your movement. So it's just one thing that I think everyone should, um, should, should apply. Mike. Um, is that all the, the points that you had, Jonathan? Those are my main points that I shared on my story. And I said, I would elaborate more in depth because mm -hmm. I don't want to rant fucking up the little numbers on the story where it becomes like the super long spammy type story. Yeah. But um, just because I, we gave enough like points on your guys's perspective too, because your guys's insight is also going to be super uh, it's going to see stuff that I might not see or might not think about. So the listener that, you know, I told them stay tuned for this episode, you know, this is going to be some real, shit that you can apply now because 
I, all I care about right now for a lot of my people is finding a way to get them starting, started and get that process to go forward because then when they start seeing some type of result, they trust me more, they trust us more, they're going to start, you know, being more open to challenges, whether it may be tracking for a, for a month after that, after they'll be like, wow, this actually does work, it's not as hard, now I'm adding one more step to this versus I got to track, I got to weigh, I got to walk, I got to do a bunch of stuff, work out, let's just start off nice and easy, do some stuff that, you know, if you're really anti-tracking, I think the tracking would save you a lot more time, but it, don't get me wrong, this will get you in, on the right foot. Um, yeah, there were, there were a couple points that I thought of um, when, you, when you mentioned this as a, as a topic of conversation. Um, and the biggest one that stood out to me was uh, eating more vegetables, just plain and simple. I mean, I, I challenge anybody to eat you know, 500 calories worth of broccoli. That's, that's a lot of broccoli. So you're going to get more or I guess maybe less bang for your buck out of uh, eating more vegetables because they're, they're lower calorie and they take up way more space in your, uh, in your stomach um, because of the amount of fiber. And also you may not be getting enough vegetables, which is just a good thing to add. Most of us aren't. If we're yeah. not paying attention, I that's, feel. That, that's just a good, healthy thing to add to your life anyways. Um, second point would be, and I'm super guilty of this, eat, eat more slowly. Allow yourself more time. Quit eating so fast. I'm very guilty of sitting down and shoveling food in my mouth like there's like it's my last meal and just being done with it. And A, I'm not chewing enough. And B, I'm probably eating a little bit more than I really should be sometimes. Um, and there's, there's a certain amount of time that your, your stomach even takes to sort of tell your brain that it's full anyways. So take, take a little bit more time for your meal, sit down, enjoy it, chew it, and just be a little bit more uh, patient with the eating process. And you may find that you're not as hungry as you initially thought you were uh, when there's still a, a plate full of food in front of you, or at least some food left. Go I ahead. wanted to say real quick too on that point is just if you can if you can add more of the good stuff and eliminate the quote unquote bad stuff. When I say bad, it's like the processed stuff that are gonna make you just want to eat more. And you're not gonna be as receptive. You know, if you put a fucking Snickers on your plate, it's not taking up much much space, but it's gonna add a ton of calories for what it. If you look at it on your plate, that's like that's it. It's like 300 calories for this bar, whatever the, the case may be. Versus if you load that with sweet potato and a salad and you know a piece of chicken you're gonna get maybe just a bit more calories as a whole but you're getting like legit a half a pound of food which is going to lend itself way better and you're going to be much more satiated so the food choices when you're not tracking is going to be so much it's not about eating clean don't think of it like you're doing something inherently bad when you're not but it's you want to set yourself up for success and eliminate temptation and trigger foods that are going to make you just want to overconsume. which processed foods do a very damn well good job at making you eat just more. And you, if you can eliminate that process out of you, you're going to just be able to stay and adhere to your, to your goal. A point that you made, Mike, about slowing down uh, while you're eating is what I wanted to add to that. Something that I've, a tip that I've employed for like, I want to say at least the last like year, probably even two is when I'm eating, I have my water last. I don't even drink. I just finish my food first. And what that does, it really forces me to really chew on my food. You know, I can't take 
this food, like, you know, if you take a pill, you know, for medicine, what do you do? You pop it into your mouth, you take a swig of water to kind of help it come down, right? That's essentially what most of us are doing when we're eating and shoveling food in our mouth, in our mouth and taking a sip of water. It's just trying to help that food just to kind of, you know, go down because we haven't chewed it enough. So I just, this is one thing that I really, really like, I've, I've done for like, like I said, at least two years where I just drink my water last, you know, in the, when you go out to eat, or even right now when I'm sitting down at the dinner table, you know, I might have some water prior to eating, but once I start eating, I don't drink until I'm done. The only reason, the only time that I maybe would was if like, let's just say something is like super hot, whether it be spicy or just temperature, I might just take a sip just to kind of calm it down. But outside of that, I just like to just, just not having not have it at all and it might sound weird and it might sound odd and to I've, I've had people mention it to me like what are you doing are you, do you not drink what's the problem and I'm and I kind of explain it to them and once I do then they kind of say oh okay that makes sense uh, let me try that technically then, I'm, I'm upsetting my gut floor by doing this in my GI drag notes <laughs> actually yeah and and really you know the digestive process starts when you put your food in your mouth right so mm-hmm. it's just kind of helping that along the way not having your stomach just kind of uh not have to work as, as much overtime as it really needs to i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you guys i i, I guess i eat like a barbarian because i just i put food in i do like the minimum required amount of chews and then i just i just put it down i don't i don't really like chase it with water or anything and i i it's like a machine like once it starts it's just it's like watching somebody eat. It's like watching somebody eat an anime where they just like over and over and over. It's, I don't know. I've been like that for a really long time though. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's something I could work on. No, I think that it's, these are all valuable points and these are just stuff that you can literally do right now today as you're listening to this episode. If you're listening to it at dinner time with your family, which would be probably not the most appropriate show, but I would appreciate it. Um, no, but on a serious note, the takeaways here, go back, listen to some of the points that we're talking about here because it may, and jot some stuff down that you feel that you can do, that you can realistically do and adhere to and then start making these adjustments. You're going to start noticing that you're one, the way you feel is going to be a lot better, the more aware you are, because that's the biggest thing is just becoming aware of what's happening, what you're doing. And then you start, it's going to just motivate you to take additional steps and go down that learning curve. Uh, where tracking comes a part of your life temporarily after that, or you're coming off from tracking so long. This is another way to stay consistent and still have some form of control, um, breaking that tracking cycle if you're someone that's on the other extreme. But you guys have anything else? Because those are my main things. Um, uh, what I wanted just to go back to is, I think the tip that I mentioned was uh, about your what you intake, your how you drink your calories, you know, going over from either sugary drinks to maybe like something not so sugary as like a tea in comparison to a soda and just try to work your way back down to water or even if you have coffee, right? Like if you put sugar and creamer, just eliminate the sugar, just put maybe some creamer. And if you do just take, (laughs) just do a little bit less creamer, right? Because it doesn't really need that much and just see how it feels. See how it tastes. Do you notice the difference in taste? Because I used to have sugar and creamer in my coffee. Then I took out the sugar and it says, to me, it didn't, I didn't notice the taste. So that's why I said, well, let me just take that off. And if you do notice it, then okay, well maybe just put a little bit less. You know, you can always, you're you're there right in front of the sugar. Just have, put a little bit more if you feel like it. So it's just a process. See how you feel. And if it does make a difference, then go ahead and, and, and see where it goes. Yeah, some of the stuff is going to be hard to break right off the rip, but give yourself some patience. These are just some stuff that's going to help you accelerate that process without feeling like you're um, 
I heard a comment from not my clients, but a client of another trainer that he talked to me about how she, she should address the situation. And she's like, this whole tracking thing feels like dieting to me. I'm just trying to do something that doesn't feel like dieting, which there's a disconnect there with the coach and the client, in my opinion. But I think that, you know, this is something that I would personally say to her is some stuff that she can apply because at the end of the day, I need to know what you're doing or what the person is doing if I'm going to inherently help you. And for you, the listener, if you're spinning your wheels and you're like, I just don't know what it is. I think it's those damn carbs or I think it's that bread that I have. It's, it's, it's you not taking the, you know, the accountability on, on setting certain uh, boundaries or parameters around nutrition and stepping back a little bit, being objective, whether it be journaling or just slowing down and not chugging water as you're biting down chunks of food. Um, these are just little pro little things that you start to learn and you start creating a nice healthy relationship with, you know, your nutrition and the way you view it. And you can start seeing those results happen. This can happen for general weight loss. Now, when it comes to getting dialed in abs, you know, striations, you know, all those things, the tracking will have to happen. You're going to have to become a little bit more meticulous with everything, but for the general part of weight loss, this is a very uh, easy simple not easy but a simple approach because i know it's simple not always easy to do if you want to get to your goal pull out that map aka tracking and get to your goal faster and listen to the next level show and make sure you give us a late rating and review <laughs> <laughs> anything else boys anything else to add no i'm good that was everything mike nope all righty you guys hit me with the dad joke of the episode all right did you know that your body uh doesn't use kidneys once you turn 18 after that, it just uses adult knees. Oh my god! Ooh. I did a I did a little bit of uh, shopping online this weekend. I ordered a uh, a chicken and an egg, and I'll, I'll let you guys know which comes first. Is this a dad joke off? Are you are you challenging me? No, that's my only one. Don't please don't. <laughs> like don't don't destroy me. Yeah, I'm still new. <laughs> Um, well, with that being said, I really hope you guys found this information helpful. And if you did, go ahead and share us on Instagram on your story and tag us and let us know and we can say thank you. Also, if you want to go ahead and show us some love and get us on number one in Bulgaria is uh, give us a five star rating any amazing review. We'd appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at the next level show. My personal page is at John Alvo seven. Gabe is at prime and glory and Mike is at Mike Ellis PT.